This episode of the Haunted Road Trip Show is brought to you by Evidential Medium, Tracy St. Croix. Have you ever wondered, how could I have known that? Or curious why you seem to sense things about people you just met? And you come to find out your hunch was spot on? Visit www.tracystcroixmedium.com to discover the power of your intuition, gain a secure foundation to start a co-creating relationship with spirit, and enroll in our intuitive development programs. Welcome to the Haunted Road Trip Show, where we bring you powerful conversations, insights, and exciting site investigations that reveal the paranormal world in a way you've never seen before, up until now. Tune in and become part of a community that enjoys the thrill of finding out what the paranormal world wants to teach you and solve the issues. Be sure to visit our website at www.hauntedroadtripsshow.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, prepare to have your thirst for curiosity satisfied as you enjoy ghost stories, haunted house stories, and more. Welcome, everybody. Well, this evening, like I said in a few of the posts, we are going to be answering your weird, wild questions that maybe you kind of think of randomly. You Google, you get about a hundred different answers to that question, and you come out more confused than you were before you Googled anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bring us your interesting, bring us your mystical, bring us your intuitive style questions. We are here at your service this evening for a short period of time to help you understand a few things that maybe you need some clarity or pointing some direction on, like maybe did I really see a UFO? Or I had a strange encounter in my sleep. Or, you know, like um, I keep hearing somebody call my name. What's that all about? Yep. Or maybe you had a hunch that someone was about to call and they they called your phone. Or maybe you, yeah. Or maybe you just kind of knew something was going to go the way that it was going to go and it did. Yep. Yeah, these are all connected to intuition. And we're happy to talk about uh, any of that with y'all. Yeah. We are happy to talk about intuition, paranormal Mm-hmm. things um, and if we don't know we'll tell you we don't know you got to go somewhere else but right. we would absolutely love to hear your questions and ha- love to hear what your what your experiences are with intuitive guidance so um, what has been maybe if you had an experience where you just could not logically say like, oh, that was just a coincidence. It was just too much. It was just too much for you to deny. Tell us about that. We really want to hear those type of stories with those types of of questions, guys. Um, It really helps to talk about these things too and connect with other people who are having these types of experiences as well and be able to share that with each other and kind of validate these things and, you know, Get some ground on it. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't think you can see the messages popping up. Can you just? No. no? I, okay. 
So uh, Constance is commenting, best advice for a young child. The things he sees scares me. He's eight years old. Okay, sweetie, can you elaborate a little bit on the things he sees scares him? Can you just elaborate on that for us? Because that would give us a little bit more of a direction. And we'll give her a couple minutes to uh, write because I know uh, writing and trying to comment can be very, very interesting on that. But I can tell you as a, as a child, I saw some strange stuff. What about you, oh, Jeff? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, we know because of, you know, children being more of this kind of expansive, open state of being, they've yet to really be conditioned that um, they're way more open to sensing and seeing these things in their world. And that's true for me as well. I definitely had a lot of bizarre, intuitive experiences um, as a child as well. And you too, Tracy, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My backyard was a cemetery. Oh, <laughs> Remember, I was, I, I, if, ever, if um, anybody doesn't know, like, I was surrounded by cemeteries, and don't forget about the funeral home that was across the street. Oh, like, <laughs> talk about writing on the wall. Okay, so Miss Constance uh, says, according to what he says, I think they are spirits of humans. He sees dark beings as well. Okay. And so he's eight. Okay. So yeah, eight years old is about that time where it either kind of shuts down a lot because kids start to go to school and they start to be trained to use more of their logic brain, more of the math, science, reading um, type of categories with that. I would say this, talk to him about, do they just look at him? Are, are they giving him messages? How does he feel with them? Um, because half the time, what is more than likely happening and is probably a family member is coming to visit and just maybe be a little bit of a guardian or say hello. Um, these could be, you know, spirits just kind of popping in because kids are, are light. Like kids are, think of kids as like huge lighthouses for spirit. Like they're just on, they're, they're illuminating. And so like spirits can be really attracted to them, especially if your son does have unique intuitive abilities. Um, But I would remind him that if he's scared by this and he doesn't want anything to do with them, which I wouldn't necessarily want anything to do with them at eight years old, Tell him, shoo, shoo, go away. You're scaring me. I don't know what to do. Go away. Like, uh, you you know, he always has the power to set that boundary very, very early. Jesse, what you got? Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've actually spoken with um, some people in my, in my world who have children around the same age, even older, I believe. Um, this one individual was around 12 or so having the exact same experience. She, but the, in this case, she was actually recognizing that she was bringing in messages for her family members and the family members were 
validating all these things. And so I guess she, in her experience, was kind of connected or understood enough what was happening that she was actively communicating. Yeah. And setting boundaries and saying, what do you want? Like, are you here to to share information with me or the family? And like Tracy said, yeah, if it's scary, set a boundary, but also encouraging that opportunity to really make connections with the spirit that's there, especially if it's a family member, they usually have something really great to share with us, something really inspiring, something maybe even healing. They might even have some important information to share. So I would say on the other end, you know, encourage some communication or or ask your child what what are they asking you what are they talking to you about or you know what kind of feelings do you get from that yeah yeah i would i would definitely do all of that because sometimes with this constance it's it's more of like an investigation it might not be one thing's going to fit all sure so start to you know kind of be gentle with yourself and with your son as well Definitely. And I would also say, too, we are hosting an intuitive development class the weekend after next. It would be very helpful if you could come, because as you develop, you could pass your knowledge down to your son to be able to help him with more uh, more of a structure around the information that he is. All right, let's see... Um, I'm going to mispronounce your name, so I'm just going to call you Miss Cortez because I don't want to butcher your name. And she says, I am an empathic person and seem to draw negative, narcissistic, broken people. Ooh, girl, I know that damn story. (laughs) How can I set my spiritual boundaries to not let it affect me so much? At times, I can feel their ill intentions or pain and kind of internalizes it. Oh, gosh. I, I have to say one thing, uh, Miss Cortez. I highly recommend connecting with me because I do work with empaths and highly sensitives. Um, so I would say, yeah, connect with me on Facebook, social media, or something. But, yeah. Tracy, go ahead. Yes. What do you have to say and, about this? Okay. Um, what I do want to tell you is, unfortunately, this isn't a, you know, I don't have a magic wand. We can't fix this, like, snippety snap. Mm-hmm. This goes under something we like to refer to as energetic management. And what that means is we, you know, we are all really highly empathic in here. Like, all of us in some kind of form or capacity in there. And, yeah, narcissistic people love us. They love us because, you know, they love to just come and, like, vomit all of their, like, they, they like to, what I like to call is they like to slime us, like, uh-huh. you know, and then they want us to heal them. So the one things that you can do, like, when you start to feel maybe somebody's being really draining on you or you've had your limit with this person. You can just start to say, like, hey, I got to go, or change the subject, or leave. Because half the time when you start knowing who these people are, I really suggest to start backing up. What I like to call is get an exit plan and start to execute it in your life. 
um, because they're not going to change. They are not going to heal on their own. You're not going to heal them. So the best thing that you can do for you is learn how to love yourself and back up. Yeah, absolutely. I would also say, you know, I've, I've had similar experiences in my in my life and in my development as a sensitive as well. And it's really, for me, I see them as opportunities to really empower myself and stand up for myself. Um, and when I do that, when I connect with my inner light, my inner being and my power, I can learn to really utilize that. And it is an act of self-love, whether you're setting a boundary by, you know, stating your needs or walking away. These are Tracy's right on the money with that. I would even offer you another tool as well. And if you can't necessarily escape the narcissist or you're, you're around these people who drain you or vomit on you, start to work with focusing your awareness and tension on other things. If they're coming at you, just ignore it. Work on really honing in where your attention is because we know energy flows where attention goes so if you can start to really manage that manage your energy better you'll have some more tools in your tool belt when it comes to dealing with those guys or gals yeah because yeah. but a, a nar- the the kryptonite to a narcissist is is ignoring them <laughs> yeah they need and what they take- call narcissistic supply and so not only are they doing their stuff but they're they're trying to suck and take our life force at the same time if we give it to them right exactly and it takes i I want you to know it takes a lot of practice yeah and sometimes i'm you know sometimes i'm superior at it sometimes i'm like dang (laughs) and other times it's like womp womp you know, and it's okay. It's okay. Yes. Like I can't be a hundred percent every time, but but over time, I have definitely learned when I'm being drained. I've definitely learned to have my exit plan, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And it's I have a running joke that I can spot narcissists from a low flying plane now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. If you can come to our intuitive development and energetic management class next weekend at Red Feather Healing, we are going to go over the this exact topic and a whole lot more for you. We're gonna we're gonna throw so much at you, girl. You're you're just gonna leave there just like bedazzled with all these new metaphysical tools. (laughs) The cool thing is, is that you're gonna have experiences and tools from both of us. Because we, okay. we each have a lot to share. Oh, okay. So you've gotten, okay. She says she's gotten rid of all of them in her personal life. Good job. Um, it's your work life. Ooh, I'm kind of stuck with them. Um, you, Yes and no. Um, you know, it's okay to say like, I got to go to the bathroom and powder my nose. Yeah. I got to go. I would also, too, I understand the cell situation in case you're in one of those. You can get things that empower you, that make you feel stronger. So whether that's a crystal, whether that's a photo of a loved one that you thought was very strong and confident. Um, if you can have essential oils, 
if you know whatever that is that reminds you of your power and your ability to set boundaries put that around you mm-hmm. on there i can't wait i can't wait for you to come back and and let us know about about how things are are going on there but you I'll know also say I'll, I'll just throw this out there look up something called the gray rock method <gasps> oh yes you know what i'm talking about i do you you don't show emotion, kind of gray rock, just blank, empty stare, one word replies, that kind of thing. That's that is a way to to conserve and protect your energy from from those types of folks. And it works. It works. It. I can tell you, it works. I've had a situation with uh, within my neighborhood. And I've been using that technique, and it it just it it's like a magic wand, girl. And yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, uh, good luck with that on there. All right, hi Tammy, I see you saying hi to me. Hi, loves on there. So, guys, yeah, in in our class that we're going to be having next weekend. Uh, I know I have the link in uh, my event page. I'm sure Jesse does in his yes. as well. But we are going to be going over not only energetic management, but we're going to be going over like your intuitive strengths to find out what you can do to go to the intuitive gym, where you're at, how you can improve. And you don't have to be wanting to be a professional at this. You can just want to do this to have for your own use, to help yourself, maybe to help your friends and your family. Yeah, absolutely. I think just learning to develop intuitively with the methods and techniques and tools that we're going to give you, it can be a game changer just, excuse me, in your everyday life, in your interactions with people. You just get more connected to that, that subtle component of, you know, receiving information can help you make better decisions, more intuitive decisions for yourself. Yes, it is in person only right now. Yeah. It is. It is. We couldn't, it would be too difficult to, man, we're, we're not an octopus yet. <laughs> we don't have that many arms. We can't do the, the computer thing and the in-person thing. But maybe in the future, you never know. But yeah, guys, if you guys, if y'all have, paranormal type of questions, questions about intuitive development, please put them into the chat. Let us know what's going on with you, um, where you're at. Like, maybe you're new to me. Maybe you just found this Facebook Live on a random Facebook Live and you've got some mystical, weird question that you want to throw out there. Throw out there for it because it's um, it's a safe place to do this at. Yeah. on there. So some questions I want to pose to everybody because I keep track sometimes of of interesting questions that clients or or just, you know, people I'm having conversations with in the world ask me. And one of them is, uh, can you still be intuitive and honor that you are also religious as well on that? Jesse, take Take that away. Undeniably, yes, a hundred percent. 
You know, I actually talk to people from time to time who come from these really strict religious backgrounds who find themselves having these experiences regularly. Um, and, you know, a lot of religions do discuss prayer, meditation, and, you know, sitting in contemplation. And some of these things will naturally open up your intuitive abilities. And so, yes, 100%, you can be religious, you can practice religion and be intuitive. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a very natural part of who we are. I don't see that in any in any case that those things conflict or have conflicted. Um, I do have some family members who are very devout Catholics who also recognize their intuitive side and embrace it. What about you, Tracy? Oh yes. Now I I I love to have these discussions with people because I love to find out why what makes other people uh, make decisions. Like what motivates other people? What are their belief systems? What are their opinions? Why do they have those opinions? I'm I'm very much an inquisitive type of person. No wonder I'm a <laughs> no wonder I'm in the field that I'm in. Um, but I say a hundred percent yes because when you acknowledge your intuition. Like Jesse says, oftentimes your connection with whatever your higher power and God of your understanding, it's going to get stronger. It's going to get more intense because you're um, you are allowing yourself to connect with that higher power more deeply and have that higher power create through you and with you on it. And so you can be, you can honor any religion. I just came from a week-long retreat of doing ayahuasca with a bunch of people, and there were a lot of different religions in there. There were doctors in there. There were social workers in there. There were people from every religious and and kind of of, uh, work-based background that you can imagine, all taking plant medicine. Now that's going to open up your intuition. If you're not ready for Mama Ayahuasca, that's all I have to say. She is the sit down. We are going to have a talk, my love, on that. Yes, she she always has something very wonderful uh, to say about that. Um, I think your name is Shala. Shala. Is that right, Miss Cruz? S-H- S-H-A-U-L-A. Shula. That sounds like a beautiful name. You can ask anything you want. We're talking about intuition, a little bit of paranormal. If you got kind of a question, throw it into a comment, no matter how weird it is. I mean, we talk to dead people for a living. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. On your take, why the innocence gunned down? You know, I... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what somebody's contract is when they come into this life and what they're here for and a part of their contract. I don't know what the gunman's contract was. I don't know what those innocence contracts were. All I can say is just, you know, God bless their family. And I hope that this, you know, I hope that this really changes things for, for the better for them. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just as upset and perplexed about it as you are, Bird. I can tell you that much. Uh, let's see, Martita. Let's see, Martita. Martita. Hey, Martita. My intuition is pulling me towards my spirit guides. <laughs> yes, this is very new to me. Do you have any advice yet? What you doing next weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I already told her to come. Come I, to I our class. Yeah. Oh my god! I forgot. I forgot to show them what. Oh, I don't have the box here. Do you, do you have the deck? I have it. Yeah. Give me just a moment. I'll go grab it. Okay. Um, yeah, Martita, come and explore your intuition. And we're going to do a lot of different exercises to help you meet your guides and all kinds of stuff for in here. But I mean, meeting and knowing your spirit guides is really, really essential um, to moving forward. Right. Uh, yeah, it, they're really, really helpful. Um. Okay, let me see. I'm kind of lost in the messages here, guys. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, let me see. Oh, Miss Cruz, we recently put our dog down on Saturday, and I have this guilt. Oh, big hugs, girl. I know. I know that pain. So sad. Yeah. I know that, and I'm so. Uh, I'm sending you big loves and big hugs right now. Um. What is the guilt telling you? Miss Cruz. So guilt or sometimes when we have really strong emotions, they're oftentimes giving us a message. Ask, ask that emotion guilt. What, what is it trying to tell you beyond the feeling? Oh, Martina, you're working. No. You can double book your clients. I know you. <laughs> It'll be worthwhile, Miss Martita. We'll talk tomorrow, though. I know that I know that you'll be at the shop. Um, yeah, expand a little bit more on on the guilt. Uh, I mean, we we understand that grief comes in many different forms, and it can, you know, uh, guilt is is one of them about comes with a lot of shouldas and would'ves and could'ves and ifs and ands. And oftentimes it's just a part of, of the process. And I would, I would just let, say, you know, feel your feels. Just like everyone is supposed to go on, um, not us choice. Okay. Okay, just like everyone is supposed to go on their own not uh okay i see what you're saying loves okay so the guilt is coming from you chose to have your your beloved put to sleep okay if they were in pain if they were suffering did you want to see them do that anymore you probably didn't And if you were, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, 
wouldn't you want the same done for you? And trust me, they are not going, I could have had two more months. No, they were, they're looking at the glorious 15 years that they had with you, that you were like an awesome pet mom. And they're viewing it from a way of, you know, now I can be with you forever. I can be in this little spirit form. So I would say watch out for the signs of your beloved coming back just to say hello. Maybe you feel them crawling on your bed or maybe you hear their whine or their bark right before you wake up. Jesse, you're good with pets, Jesse. Yeah, I have a doggy myself. She's back here somewhere. Abby. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think guilt is kind of a way that we can deepen our trust with ourselves and deepen our trust with knowing that we make the best decisions that we can in the moment with what we know, with what we have. And I think, you know, feeling through the guilt, feeling through the pain that comes along with it is incredibly important in your process to heal. But just like Tracy said, yeah, I mean, if, if your pet, if your pup was in pain and suffering and struggling, you know, it's tough to make those decisions whether to, you know, prolong their life and suffering and pain or just give them a chance to move on. And we know that it's just a transition, you know, it's, it's not the end for their soul. And so allowing them to move on and not suffer in the physical body anymore, I think that's a great gift and a blessing. And like Tracy said, I would probably want the same for myself too um and you know I've, I've had experiences in my life where that's come up as well and it's it's good to to be with the discomfort of the guilt and just allow yourself to 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 embrace that process the best you can and take care of yourself let yourself grieve and let whatever comes up in the grieving process um, and yeah guilt is a big part of that so take care of yourself right now. I think that's a big, big thing to remember yeah. right now. It really is. And and I can really relate because during, um, you know, snowpocalypse in February of 2021, I had to put down my 18-month-old month kitten. Mm, yep. Suddenly got sick during all of that. I couldn't get her to the vet. I couldn't get, you know, it was ice everywhere. And by the time I could get her to the vet, they told me she had a very, very, very rare disorder and I had to put her down. So I know your pain and I, I just say, let yourself have some really big cries and some breakdowns mm-hmm. and just honor your baby the best way that you know how to do and take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and look for them. They will come back. Look for them. I yeah. promise you. I'll second that with finding ways to honor their life can really yeah. help help the healing process. Oh, yes. I. Um, so let's see what Miss Erin Hartman has to say. She says her dad passed away 10 years ago or so, and one night, about four years ago, he came to me while I was sleeping. I woke up, and it felt so real. We had a conversation. What are your thoughts? Oh, my God. You had a conversation. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You had 
what I like to call like a visitation or an experience. I mean, that, like, if you're, you know, that is for real. I want to let you know that. Um, because I know that when I've had the, even being a medium, when I've had those experiences with my loved ones, I've gone like, did that really just happen? Did that like, really? Yes, it did. I mean, even when, when I was at this retreat, I had, um, a dear friend of mine, uh, passed away late last year. And he came to me and was was sitting by me. And I, I was even scratching my head. Like, even as a medium, even knowing all that I know, I was still like, hey, dude, is that you? <laughs> and it was. And, and he had a very specific purpose for, for coming to me. And afterwards, I was so, I, I, I just was filled with so much love. So I would say, write that conversation down if you can remember parts of it. And I know if you can't remember every word for word, write down how you felt, where you felt that at. And, and remember and cherish those feelings because our loved ones do come back. Um, we forget that they're no longer bound by the physical 3D body. Like, they're not bound by the laws of physics anymore. Like, they're just not. They can be in multiple places at multiple times. And and they, you know, are able to communicate with us in a lot of ways that we're not able to here. Mm-hmm. What you got, Jeff? Well, I think it's beautiful. I love hearing about visitations, especially from parents who have passed over, you know, they always have something really loving to share. And um, yeah, I, I, I tend to hear that most visitations happen in a dream state. And it's just because we're more receptive to those things in our dreams. We're more receptive when we're not in our conscious mind. And so they'll often take those opportunities to pop in and say hi or you know, give us some kind of support or love or message or just to make their presence known. Um, These things have happened multiple times in my life. I still often, my grandfather will often show up in my dreams from time to time. My mom's dad. We're bringing this up. I had one recently about my dad's father as well. He came in for a visit. And it's always really nice because for me, I think it's an opportunity when they're so close in that experience that when I wake up the next day or that, you know, days from there, I'll start to have this inner dialogue with them and start to open up some more communication and see what else they might have to share with me. And like Tracy said, look out for those signs and symbols and where they're showing up in your life. Cause they are, they are with us. They are. They they truly are. And I know I know both me and Jesse and you know the pains of uh, both of us have lost. Well, I've lost both of my parents. I know yeah, Jesse has I've lost his, my mother. Yeah, her, his mother. Um, so we definitely understand the the parental loss of the situation. But I will tell you a little bit of a secret is that even though both of my parents are in spirit, they still help me out in ways that they never could here. They never could. So for instance, okay, my dad was a detective. 
So whenever I travel somewhere or I go somewhere that I'm spending a night that's like not my house, like especially like hotels or resorts or something like that, I give him an assignment. I say, okay, dad, I need you to bounce the room for me. Like I need you to help me energetically keep my room safe, you know, spiritually and from anybody who's maybe in the physical form that maybe is up to no good. I don't know. I always have him like bounce the room and bounce my area for me. And like, I know he's there because like I feel him or like sometimes I'll get a whiff of his cologne or something. Um, But yeah. And it's like, sometimes I'll go shopping and I'll ask my mom, I'll be like, mom, you were a stylish woman. Like show me what I'm not seeing. That would be really good for me to wear. Like show me. And There it is. And so that's how you can start to work with your loved ones who are in spirit in this life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not interrupting them is what I like to say. (laughs) Like, They're um, more than willing to help. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely are more willing. They're, they're more willing to help us. And I mean, think about it this way. If the roles were reversed and you were in spirit and you were watching a loved one down here, wouldn't you want to do everything possible to help them? Of course. That's, you know, that's the way that, that I look, I, I look at our things on there. Um, do you want to talk about the, the cards? <gasps> real quick. You want a little- yes. Yes. Real quick. We got to wrap this up guys. You guys have been awesome. Okay. So, what we have done for this class, oh, the Woto is in the house. So, uh, Wisdom of the Oracle for short, it's called Woto. So, when you guys sign up for our intuitive development energetic management class, you guys are going to get your very own Woto deck of Oracle cards to work with. So we are going to be working with this deck exclusively in our class um, for you guys to all get to know together, all of us to get to know together. Now, why did I pick this deck? Because it is one of the best beginner and foundational Oracle decks that I have ever worked with. Now, Colette Baron reed is a fantastic intuitive teacher all around. i She's just a beautiful, beautiful soul. And I love the decks that she's made. But this one is really foundational. And I love to teach off of this one because once you start to learn this deck, you can learn any other deck like that on there. And super fun cards. Super Mm, easy to read. Yes. Tracy, I went ahead and pulled a card for everybody. And I'll share. I'll hold it up and you can talk about it. Okay. Oh, I know the card. Well, what was what was what was the question you asked the card? I just said what what is a message that everybody who's watching needs to hear? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And <gasps> yeah, shut the front door. Thought, that was what we were just talking about. Yes, we were just talking about that. Okay, serendipity, guys. Okay. Sometimes things happen in your life where it's just like, you know, awesome, awesome gifts drop into your life. Like you cannot write that off as a coincidence. So right now, serendipity is telling you like events are setting up in your life that are working for your favor. 
Okay. So be on the lookout for that. We're giving you an official bolo. Okay. Be on the lookout. <laughs> Look for signs and symbols. And tr that's also a way that we can trust our in intuition as well. It's yeah. To see those signs and symbols and move towards them, right? It really is. It's like in synchronicity and serendipity can happen like in, in the darndest, in the darndest of ways. Um, you know, it was like the other day. I, was like, about it. I know. I, 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 I mean, it's like the other day I was thinking about something and I started journaling about something I wanted to come into my life and blah, 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 blah. And literally hours later, I got a phone call and it was like, hey, I have this thing. Do you want it? Uh, how much is it? It's free. Sure will. Dang. I couldn't, you I know, that. Yeah. can't make that I'll, stuff up. I'll never forget the time. I'll just share this one real quick because this is my favorite. I wanted a pair of green shoes. <laughs> pair of green shoes really bad. The Grinch. And, <laughs> and I never, ever go into Foot Locker. Never. I just, they usually don't have what I'm looking for. I passed by and I said, what the heck? I'll go in. Right when I walked in the door on the wall was a pair of green, aquamarine green shoes. They had only my size left. One pair. And it was on sale 50% off. Okay. Like, come on. Exactly. <laughs> I always like to say, don't lift a good gift horse in the mouth and don't be like, well, it wasn't as perfect and it can't be that easy. Sometimes it is, guys. Sometimes it is. Like, it's like one of my friends always says, like, you better get up there and snatch your trophy. <laughs> better get up there and grab that trophy. All right. And Bird has one last question. She says, is it not true? Is it true not to communicate with a loved one until it's been a week after their crossover? Mm, I've never heard of that. No, I've never um, heard of that either. I mean, I mean, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe, you know, it's some kind of cultural belief system. I'm, you know, I'm not really. like a, some kind of cultural respect for, for their passing. But here's the deal. Um, in my experience, and I think Tracy would agree to this too, is that even when a loved one hasn't completely left the physical body, we can still connect with their soul and energy. Um, and that happens from time to time in my mediumship, in my experience, and in the intuitive work I do. And so they, they're available to connect with us even when they're in transition. But, you know, if it is a respect thing and you want to follow that, then by all means. But I, I don't believe it's necessary or, or completely true. Yeah, I've, I, I've never, I haven't experienced that. Now, on that, on the other side of things, if somebody was was to call me or want to tell me that, you know, that their husband or their loved one or something just died two days ago, and they want to come and see me, and they're bereaving, and they're they're upset, and they're crying, and they're all of this, I'm I'm gonna have to tell them no. I need I need them to wait a little while before they come and see me just because of the emotional energy that that person has, not anything to do with that. I can't, you know, connecting with spirit because I can, it's more about the bereavement person that's here. Right. Yep. On that. All right. Well guys, I'm telling, Oh my God, we went almost 45 minutes. 
You guys are awesome. You guys yeah. like totally, yeah, you guys like totally bring the question. So I need you guys to not tell anybody about this class. You need to keep it totally secret. <laughs> Using a little reverse psychology. On don't gossip about this. Don't tell nobody else. No. But seriously, guys, this class can really be foundational and change your whole perception about your intuitive gifts. I like to tell people you can read all the books you want, you can watch all the YouTube channels you want, and there's some very, very valid information, but there's nothing like getting boots on the ground and butts in the seat for a really good class. And plus, you get to meet like cool people who are learning with you, and you might just meet your new best friend. You never know. Community is huge. Huge, you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I still talk. I'm still really good friends with some people that I was taking my first, first, my first, my first little tarot class with, and my first little mediumship classes with. We're still friends to this day, and I love it. I absolutely do. So, um, if you guys have any questions, just uh, DM me or Jesse. And if you don't know, Je- oh wait, he's over here on this site, right? Yeah. Uh, there. <laughs> there, there, follow him. <laughs> it's like a Michelangelo, the, the, uh, oh yeah. In the sister and chapel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow me guys, guys and gals connect with me on Facebook. Jesse Prejean connect with me on Instagram. At Jesse, Jesse is the cool ranch Cajon. I am. All right. All right, y'all. Have a good night. See you out there. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Haunted Road Trips show, where we share powerful conversations, insights, and exciting site investigations that reveal the paranormal world in a way you've never seen before up until now. Remember to visit our website at www.hauntedroadtripsshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Haunted Road Trips show. And remember, paranormal history is dying to be heard.